Are you ready? We ready. We ready. We ready for y'all. Welcome to my podcast, We Ready, the story of an inner city high school football coach and his attempt to affect the lives of young men in a positive way while at the same time raising a family. It's Friday, November 20th, 2020. Normally a game day, but your 11-0 goalbacks are preparing for next weekend's state championship game to be played at the Carrier Dome on the campus of Syracuse University versus an opponent to be determined. Go goalbacks. Bring home that state title. In today's final episode, this episode 11 of 11, entitled, Everything Has a Shelf Life, I will attempt to cover many topics this week as I try to button up and put a nice little bow around this 11-week journey with y'all. It's been fun. And it's given us all an opportunity to sit back, close our eyes, and reminisce, and hopefully have some positive memories. Hopefully it kept us a little bit busy during this time in which we missed being out on the gridiron, this time in which we were dealing with so many difficulties with this global pandemic upon us. I pray that with the announcement of the vaccine, that it will get here quickly and safely, and that we can move on to some normalcy in our lives, and we can bring football back to the gridiron. There were some comments and reflections from our listeners. But first, I'd like to reflect a little bit on the passing this past week of Alex Trebek, the host of Jeopardy. Alex is an American icon. For millions and millions of people have sat down with their families with their friends, to challenge themselves each night with those contestants on Jeopardy, a wholesome, clean, all-American show that challenged our intelligence and our ability to share our knowledge. Just in the last few years, I've really gotten into Jeopardy, especially with my son and sometimes my daughter, as we shared from a distance via FaceTime or a phone conversation. And it was a way for us to get together for, again, that family part of football, the most important part 
And we were able to share camaraderie and joy and laughter and challenge in saying, hey, Alexa, play Jeopardy. And we would wait to hear Alex Trebek and tell us to answer in a form of a question. We're going to miss that. We're going to miss you, Alex. God bless you. Comments and feedback from this past week. I got a number of correspondences from former players, coaches regarding the gold shoes. Many remember the gold shoes. Many remember seeing those gold shoes at the foot of my desk on my trophy case, and they'd be collecting dust. And then they, they'd see them on my feet during the, the big ball game and, and, and guys would touch them to try to get some, some positive luck. And uh, it sounds kind of silly, but it was kind of a cool thing. And I also got feedback about the story that I told about digging a little deeper and players remember the shovel that was... Standing in my office as you came in, you couldn't miss the shovel. And I also got some feedback about the bat that I had in my office, the baseball bat that, that was wrapped, that said beat Kingston on it. And one player said, Coach, why didn't you share our 76 nothing victory in 03? And... I tell this story a lot. I actually, I'm embarrassed about that score, but I honest to God, we did not try to run that up. As a matter of fact, in that ball game, the winner of that game was to advance to the state playoffs, but first this, this, the section championship game. And there were two very good teams on the field that night between the Goldbacks and the Kingston Tigers. And anyway, it just snowballed. It, it, everything went right. We were trying not to score. We'd be scoring with our second and third team. It was, it, I, I felt bad. I, I felt bad of the score for the for the Kingston kids. Obviously, I was I was tickled pink that we shut them out and and we advanced. But anyway, the bat that I had in my office that that signified beat Kingston up. Also got feedback this past week, which I've got gotten many weeks. Coach, when are you going to keep your promise? You said a few years ago on Facebook that you were going to announce the All-CT All-Star team. And you said you were going to tell us your best team. And I kind of shied away from that after I thought about it. But I said, you know what? Let's have some fun with this. And in the spirit of, of, of conversation and debate, and hopefully nobody's feelings get hurt, I am going to share today the All-CT Chatham Big 33 All-Star Team, which represents just my time as the head football coach from July of 1995 to my last day as the head football coach, April 20th, 2009. I'm going to first give you 
the honorary captains from that team. From the class of 04, Shawnee Bergen. From the class of 01, Benny Lazarski. And from the class of 04, Joey Williams. In the spirit of 33 as one, three teams, the big 33. When I played, the first team was the gold team, the second team was the green team, the third team was the red team. I believe if we ever assembled this group of young men, we'd be unstoppable. Here's the first team. Brian Holshack, class of 2000. Nate Lassick, class of 98. Ben Lazarski, class of 01. Sean Bergen, class of 04. Joe Williams, class of 04. Jihad Morris, class of 06. Tyrone Howard, class of 98. Tyrone White, class of 98. DJ Romano, class of 07. Owen Frazier, class of 07. Matt Lazarski, class of 04. The second team, the green team, Stephen Oliver, class of 98. J.J. Antonelli, class of 98. Sean Thomas, class of 02. Mike Robinson, class of 04. Marcus Spearman, class of 10. Curtis Bottison, class of 99. Stephen Cuff, class of 04. Jesse Callahan, class of 04. Nick Montague, class of 2000. Sean White, class of 2000. Anima Abaco, class of 2000. The third team, the red team. Mike Ambrosetti, class of 98. May you rest in peace, Michael. Lee Russell, class of 06. Matt Walker, class of 07. Freddie Lockery, class of 10. Darren Myers, class of 09. Sean Cross, class of 96. Matt McAllister, class of 02. Jamel Moore, class of 96. Lewis Crum, class of 2000. Jerry Patrick, class of 2000. And Austin Harmon, class of 09. There are three honorary members of the team who were late bloomers and went on to play Division I college football. And they are Leroy August, class of 01, David Brooks, class of 07, and Chris Gonzalez, class of 07. Today's dedication, I dedicate today's final episode to all of the coaches, players, and team managers during my time as the head football coach. I thank you for your loyalty, your commitment, your dedication, your time, your efforts, and the memories that we created together during the ups and downs, the wins, the losses, and all the events that have transpired in our lives between then and now. I'd like to especially recognize and dedicate this episode to those members of our program that have left this earth 
way too soon. In earlier episodes, I did my best to recognize many who have left us, remembering you, cherishing the memories, and loving you. Today's dedication is a special shout out to three lost members of our program during my time as the head football coach. Michael Ambrosetti, the center for our first championship team, the class of 1998. Robbie Schaefer, member of our football team, our championship squad in 2003, the class of 2005, and Nate Davis, former goalback, class of 2011. May you rest in peace. And to anyone out there, to any of the families that I may have not mentioned, but I will never forget any of you. God bless all of the Goldback football alumni out there in Goldback Nation. God bless you. And go Goldbacks. Breakdown! Today's team meeting. Everything has a shelf life. I often go into the refrigerator and I look and see what looks good. I know how long it's been in there, approximately. And sometimes I say to myself, still looks pretty good. I think I'll try it. And sometimes I give up on something probably before I should. There's been times, I'm sure you can relate, where I'll find something hidden in the back of the fridge that looks green and moldy, something that's been in there for a long time. And that shelf life is similar to our walk. For there's a beginning and there's an end. And along that journey, we face many windy roads and many forks. And our destiny is often realized by those decisions we make along the way. As a football coach, I know I can speak for myself. I would often analyze and evaluate at the end of a season. And as I got near the end, it became more and more difficult. As I found, I would beat myself up for months on end after that last ball game. 
And as we're evaluating and as you're trying to make sense out of all that work, all that time, all those hours preparing, sleeping in the office, sleeping on a hard floor with mice jumping on you. Yes. That happened to me a number of times down in the dungeon, down in the basement of my old office in Newburgh Free Academy. And at the time, I didn't think much of it because I just just felt like it was a necessity to get the job done. But as I look back on it, I say to myself, what was I doing? And as it's time to walk away and you evaluate this, you wonder, you wonder if you're effective anymore. You wonder if what you're doing is worth it. And early on, you never questioned that. You just were on autopilot, and you just did everything you could do to prepare. But as your gas tank started to empty, and you started to near the end, You start to lose some of your confidence, the injuries, the partying, the lack of commitment by some of your key people in the program. And that can cause dissension. And resentment. When is it time to walk away? That evaluation. Trying to figure out who you are. Are you defined by what you do? Are you defined by who you are? Every year, you find regret as a coach. Personally, after those five section championships and moving into the state playoffs, in four of those contests, we just didn't do a very good job. And I'm disappointed in that. I'm disappointed in myself for not bringing home a state title for the Goldbacks. I do have many mixed emotions and memories about the one game that got away from us. The 2003 team, by far the best team I've ever had as the head football coach at Newburgh Free Academy. In our ball game in the state playoffs versus New Rochelle, on that Saturday night in Kingston, that cold early winter night, I believe we were the better team and I believe we should have been the victors. History will tell you there's film you can look at 
there are a number of things that happened in that ball game that if just one of them would have went our way, we would have defeated two future NFL players in Ray Rice and Courtney Green and seven Division I-A players for they went on the next week to win the state title by 40 points. And they were lucky to get away that night by beating the goalbacks for they stopped us on the six-inch line for Shawnee Bergen almost got in. If it were not for Ray Rice and his explosive tackle at the pylon. And knowing when it's time to walk away and evaluating for you young coaches out there, you want to make sure that you have things right in terms of the three most important things that we all should be focused on in our life. the three most important decisions one can ever make in their life. One, what you do with your time, the career you choose, your life's calling. For some, like myself, that was easy. For football saved my life. For football in Newburgh was where I needed to be. That life, for all those years, is what what drove me. But again, that shelf life comes to an end and things happen. But I'll always be a coach and a teacher. The second most important decision that one could ever make is your relationships. And the most important relationship you can have is to be with the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. And my advice to those of you who are out there and you haven't really thought about or analyzed what that means, but you could be in love with anyone. What's critical is in that love, you like that person. You like to share time with them. You enjoy their company. You can conversate with them. They're good listeners. And you know they have a good heart by their actions and not just their conversation. And the third most important decision one can make is your relationship, your attempt to find your faith. For a lot of us, that's a constant struggle. My last season as the head football coach, I knew I was coming to an end. I started to have more and more doubts, more and more sleepless nights. I started to see a strain in my relationships. I missed my family. 
I was one of those parents who really suffered from the empty nest syndrome. I know some guys out there, they can't wait for their kids to go to college and leave home. For me, I struggled tremendously with that. When my daughter first went away to college, it wasn't as bad because I still had my son home. But when my daughter was gone and my son left, I really missed that. I really missed my family. My last win. It's considered the greatest comeback in the history of Newburgh Free Academy. It was one that pretty much everybody gave up on us. Can't say I blame them. It didn't look good. When the game was over, our principal and our athletic director were back in Newburgh an hour away for they had left. Late in the fourth quarter, we were down 16 to nothing. You can look it up on YouTube. I won't give you all the facts, but basically, down 16 nothing. We stop our opponent as they were trying to score to go up by three touchdowns. We stop them on fourth down. We drive the field during that drive on a fourth and 12. We had a receiver make an unbelievable diving catch to get us a first down. We scored, got the two, down 16-8, onside kick, recovery, we score, we get two, we're into overtime. This all happened with, within a matter of two minutes. I don't have to tell you what happened. But it was perhaps the greatest comeback win I know for myself that I've ever seen and I've ever been around. And I'm fortunate to have that as a memory, as my final win as the head football coach at Newburgh Free Academy. My final game the next week against Monroe in the sessional final, I knew it was time to get out. When on the sideline, all I could think about was my son, who was a college wrestler and was in a tournament up in Ithaca, New York. And I had never missed one of my son's high school or college wrestling matches. I just couldn't get my mind off it. I was torn. And anyway, unbelievable, but this is true. He called me up during the game, and on the sideline, I was talking to him on the phone while I was calling offensive plays. At that point, I knew it was time. The next morning, after Monroe beat us that night in my last game, 
I remember my daughter crying at the end of the game. She was home from college visiting. And I remember holding her and consoling her and telling her it's okay. And at that point, I felt at peace because I knew I was... I knew I was done. That next morning at, at 3 a.m., I got in the car and I started driving toward Ithaca, New York to see my son's second day of this tournament. And I was driving on autopilot and all of a sudden there was a deer standing right in front of me. And I don't know how I did it, but God must have been looking after me. But somehow I, missed, I swerved and almost rolled the car and kind of bounced around the road and, and got back on the road. And anyway, I made it up to Ithaca and in my son's match that morning, he had a major injury. He needed to be rushed to the hospital for emergency surgery. And I was just thankful that I could be there with him during this unfortunate incident again I knew it was time to get out I resigned on April 20th 2009 at the age of 50 and in moving forward it was very difficult for all those years. I was confused as to who I was as opposed to what I did. And oftentimes it's one and the same. But I would say this. As we step forward in our life and we take on new challenges... No one can take away those memories. We have to fight in dealing with those regrets. As long as our intentions were meant well, we gave our best effort. That's all we can do. That's what we need to live with. And that's what we need to press forward with as we take on the new challenges in the life that we have ahead. Right now! In final, I'd like to thank all of you for traveling with me over the last 11 weeks on this journey through memory lane and sharing with each other our insights and reflections I pray that each and every one of you out there in Goldback Nation stays safe and that this COVID experience is one that has given us all time to have gratitude for what we love and for better days ahead. For me personally, I will now move forward. For today, I'll be coming home from the hospital for my hip replacement surgery and I will begin the challenge of rehabbing as I move forward in the hope of a speedy recovery and on to the next challenge in my life. Thank you for listening. God bless you.
and go Goldbacks.